Welcome to the weekly worship podcast from the Presbyterian Church in Morristown, where we pause our busy lives to dig deeper into our faith. If you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe, or if you have someone in your life that may be inspired by this message, please share it with them. Let's listen to how God might speak to us today, and remember to be the good in your community, a community that matters. Friends, our second reading today is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 22 through 40. Hear God's word to us today. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and For glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At the moment she came, at that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us and mold us. Fill us. And use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh now on each one of us. Amen. When you really think about it, it must have been very strange to be Mary and Joseph. First, of course, there was the angel who announced to Mary that she had found favor with God and that even though she was a virgin, she would have a child conceived by the Holy Spirit. 
Then Joseph, seeing his young fiance become pregnant with someone else's baby, decided he's going to do the righteous thing, even if it breaks his heart a little, and end things with Mary quietly, privately, until an angel tells him in a dream that it was God who made her pregnant in order to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through a prophet. Then there's the birth, the strange birth in a stable one night, attended not only by Mary and Joseph, but a whole host of angels, and also some random shepherds, and three astrologers who come from far, far away. Then Joseph had another dream in which an angel of the Lord indicated that the Roman king ruling over Israel wanted to kill Mary and Joseph's newborn son, so They should first flee to Egypt before returning to Nazareth, their hometown, with a pit stop in Jerusalem along the way so that the young boy could be ritually purified according to the custom. And then there at the temple, two complete strangers, an unrelated elderly man and a woman named Simeon and Anna, recognize that Mary and Joseph's new baby is special And so they praise and glorify God, telling everyone searching for redemption that this child is the salvation of Israel. Simeon notes that now that he has seen this little one, he can die in peace. Luke writes about how this child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Amazed, I think, is one word, but really it must have been very strange to be Mary and Joseph. Having a baby who's not exactly yours, not just because the child was conceived by the Holy Spirit, the baby isn't yours because he's God. And in that way, he is in fact everyone's. She began to praise God and to speak about the child to all, all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, he says. The child doesn't really belong to Mary and Joseph. He belongs to God. He belongs to all peoples, to everyone. And that makes me wonder, what what sort of hopes and dreams Mary and Joseph might have had for their child? who was God's child, who was God. (laughs) Were their prayers for him and the sort of life that he would have any different because he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel? I don't know. (laughs) I do know that at this time of the year, many of us are considering our hopes and our dreams for our life and the sort of life we will have. We approach the end of one year and the start to another, perhaps with a sense of longing for things to be different, for, for a change, maybe with a prayer for health or healing, for recovery, for our eyes to see salvation, for a light to dawn on a weary world. What is it that you are praying for in the year ahead? Keeping in mind how strange things may have felt in the past, what what gives you hope for the future? 
What plans will you make to bring about a new thing? Where are you seeking God's redemption? On this Sunday, one year ago, we wrote down our prayers for the new year. And today we'll do that again, taking some time in just a moment to write them down. Now, some people may choose to make a list. Others may compose a whole narrative. You can do whatever you like. This isn't really about making a New Year's resolution. It's, it's a, not about what foods you're going to give up or, or maybe trying to lose weight or do something like that. This is a time to ask God to come into your life and into our weary world and help bring about its transformation. And then later during the offering, you can either keep your prayer with you to to pray over in the year ahead, or you can place it in the offering plate when it goes by, and we'll read it aloud along with others during the prayers of the people later in the service. You should have a piece of paper in your bulletin. Hopefully you received a pen when you came in. If not, there might be pencils in the pew. But let's take some time now in quiet reflection and to write down so that we might lift up our prayers for the new year. Thank you for listening with us today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe. Or if you have someone in your life that may be inspired by this message, please share it with them. Visit us at www.pcmorristown.org or find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook to stay connected with our church. But most of all, remember to be the good in your community, a community that matters.